This is the Life is Blue variety show, the show where we laugh and enjoy life's problems while we're young. Learn to laugh at your problems, because everyone else is, and your host will show you how through a melody of gritty hard truths, along with some well-placed curse words. Viewer discretion's advised. Life is Blue Variety Show. Your host, the mastermind, Chris Blue. Yeah. 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 Hey, hey, we're back at it again. We're back at it again. We're back at it again. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Hey, let's get it. Another episode, another week. Of your favorite podcast. What is it called again? Life is Blue Variety Show. Let it breathe. Let it breathe. Let it breathe. Whoa. Welcome, 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 ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Life is Blue. And I am your host, comedian, whatever you want to call me, your man, 50 grand, Chris blue man oh man oh man oh man this is going to be a great episode ladies and gentlemen i'm just going to go ahead and tell you off the top this is going to be one of them ones for real because it's so much stuff we got a wide range of things to talk about today uh man first things first i hope everyone is having a great day so far hope that if you're wherever you're listening to me at i hope that your day is going smooth sailing um and I really hope that you enjoyed today's episode, ladies and gentlemen. That's what it is. Because today, first things first, I'm going to basically spend the first half of this show talking about sports. So if you're not an avid sports fan, you can go ahead and skip past that. Right. I'm going to go ahead and get it out of the way because there's a lot of stuff going on in the sports news, new things, you know, trades, whatever, whatever happened, whatever, whatever. So we're going to get the sports out of the way first and second topic. First topic, we're going to talk about the NBA and everything they got going on. NBA and just ESPN in general has a lot happening. And then we got some fight news. We got to talk about a little, some 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 good fight news that we that's coming down the pipeline very, very soon. And when we get back from the break, we're going to talk about Kiki Palmer and everything that happened with that man, Ursha. And we're also going to talk about how just cocaine magically landed in the White House. And don't nobody know where it came from. But, ladies and gentlemen... Boys and girls, I think you know what's coming up yet. I mean, I think I've done enough episodes to where you know what's coming up. So I'm not even going to get into it. So I'm not even going to long talk it. 
not even going long talking. So let's go ahead and do it, man. Whoa. What? 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 You gotta have the music bed. Heard what I said. Get it through your head. Can't forget the music bed. Can't forget the music bed. Ah. Whoa. Hey. Hey. What can we do? We can't forget the music bed. Heard what I said. Get it through your head. Can't forget the music bed. Can't forget the music bed. Even though I have been forgetting the music bed. But hey, man. That's neither here nor there. So first things first, the NBA announced that it is adding an in-season tournament. Real college basketball. Like, fine, I didn't think it was going to happen, but finally the NBA has said that they're going to add a in-season tournament for all of the teams to participate in. And the tournament has some ramifications. It even has its own all-star. Well, I don't know if you want to call it all-star, but all tournament team basically kind of like how they do all nba team all nba defensive team all nba offensive team well now all nba team then you got all nba defensive and you know so forth and so forth so your boy is going to let you know what's going on with the end season tournament who what when where why how all that other stuff so first things first what is the nba end season tournament the nba end season tournament by the way i'm getting all this from the nba.com shout out to them the nba end season tournament is a new annual competition for all 30 teams that will debut in the 2023-2024 season. I kind of buried the lead with that one because I kind of already said that. So we're going to get past that, Chris. Let's go to what's next. Why is the NBA adding the in-season tournament? That's a great question. I think we all want to know that. The in-season tournament will provide players and teams with another competition to win, engage fans in a new way, and drive additional interest in the early portion of the regular season schedule. I do think that is a good idea because after realistically, unless you're an NBA head, after the opening game, you really don't tune in until maybe around All-Star break if you're not just an average basketball fan. I'm tuning in all year. Just like last year, I think I watched the NBA game every day. But that's just what it is for me. That's just how I get down. So, that's great. When it is going to kick off Friday, November 3rd, and culminate with the in-season championship on December 9th. I'm really interested to see how the players are going to react to this. Is this going to be just some something like, are they going to be actually lit for it, happy? Or are they going to get you know be happy about it? Or is it going to be like, yeah, great, I appreciate it, yeah. Because it's new. It's new. So any, with anything new, it's going to be some, some fillers. It's going to be some growing pain. So I'm, I'm interested to see how the players are going to react to that. Where will the in-season tournament be played? All tournament games will be played in NBA team markets, except the semifinals and championship, both of which will be held at a neutral site, which is T-Mobile Arena in Las Vegas. Shout out to that man, Brian Barber, man. If you don't know, Brian Barber is my LB. He's actually out there in that area. And I always tell him everything goes to Vegas, man. You're really in the hotbed of everything sports. Everything sports has to run through Vegas. So shout out to him. And shout out to, yeah, man, the NBA. They're gonna, they, they about to put a team out there, man. That's going to be some shit to see when they put a team out there, bro. Woo! Because there's so much stuff that they already do in Vegas that you'd be like, what? Like, the preseason is in Vegas. Summer League is in Vegas. 
Vegas has enough has enough room to where they can easily put another team there. I'm just saying, man, like, if you don't see what the NBA is shaping up, you ain't really paying attention. So let's get into it. Let's keep going. Let's keep going. Uh, which teams will participate in the in-season tournament? All 30 teams will participate in the first stage of the tournament, group play, which I guess that's what it's called. Eight teams will advance to the sec advance to the second and final stage, and the single elimination knockout rounds is what that's called. So they're going to play in the group play, which is all thirty teams, and the eight teams will advance to the second and final stage, the single elimination knockout rounds, and then they go from there. What does the champion? This is a good question. What does the champion of the in season tournament receive? The champion will receive a new trophy, the NBA Cup. Yeah, the NBA Cup. That's that is a very enticing name right there, is it? In addition to a prize pool that will be allocated to the players on teams that qualify for the knockout rounds, with allocations increasing depending on how far a team progresses in a tournament. So I'm guessing it says a prize pool. So that's money. That's the only way you're gonna you're gonna entice an NBA player. Money or championships. That's the only way. So they're gonna get a trophy, and everybody, depending on how last, how long you go, get a little bit more bread. That's that's dope. That's dope. Will top performers from the in-season tournament be honored after the championship is played? The NBA will name the most valuable player of the in-season tournament and the all-tournament team. That's what I meant earlier by how they have the all-defensive team. They're gonna have an all-tournament team. Selection will be based on the player's performance in both group play and the knockout rounds. All right, so group play is very confusing to me. I ain't gonna lie. So we're gonna—they actually broke down group play. So group play is all thirty of the NBA teams will be randomly drawn into groups of five with their conference based on the win-loss record from the 2023 regular season. So your record last season is gonna do this first one. Each team will play four designated group play games, one game against each opponent in its group. And two games at home and two games on the road. So each team is going to play is going to play one time against one person in their group. It's it's a group of five, so they can't play against themselves, obviously. So they have to play two on the home and two on the road. Okay. Group play games will be played on tournament nights, which will take place every Tuesday and Friday from November third to the twenty eighth, with the exception of election day on November seventh. The only NBA games played on tournament nights will be group play games. Okay. So based on that, uh, so let me go back and just say this is ba- they have it already made because it's based on this season that's already passed. So I'm guessing that these are the teams that they have grouped already. So they have each conference, the West Western Conference and the Eastern Conference, uh, grouped off into three groups of five in they and they go by a b and c so the west a group is the lakers the suns the grizzlies the utah jazz and the portland trailblazers the west b group is the denver nuggets the la clippers the new orleans pelicans the dallas mavericks and the houston rockets then we have west c group which is the sacramento kings golden state the minnesota timberwolves the oklahoma city thunder and the San Antonio Spurs. And that's it for the West. So then we're going to go over to the East. East A has Philadelphia 76ers. It has the Cleveland Cavaliers. 
It has, I uh, let me scroll over just a little bit. It has the Atlanta Hawks, and it has the Indiana Pacers, and it rounds out with the Detroit Pistons. The East B team has the Milwaukee Bucks, the New York Knicks, Miami Heat, Washington Wizards, and the hometown Charlotte Hornets. And the East C team has the Boston Celtics, the New York, no, the Brooklyn Knicks, sorry. They have the Toronto Raptors, they have the Chicago Bulls, and they have the Orlando Magic. So this is what it's going to be next year. And again, uh, before each group, before group play starts, this is how the teams are determined, the groups are determined. Before the group play draw each team was placed into a pot based on its record from the prior regular season in each conference one team from each pot was randomly selected into each of the three groups in that conference pot one had the teams with the best prior season records in the conference Pot two had the teams with the fourth through sixth best prior season records in the conference and so on through pot five so let me make that less confusing for everybody all right, so boom. In each conference, one team put into a pot. And then that, the, the, from that pot, they were selected in each of into each of the three groups in that conference. So because each conference has has three groups, every team was basically uh, put in a pot, and one team from each selected. Pot 1 had the teams from the three best prior seasons. Pot 2 had the teams that didn't have the best records. And that kind of went going on through the rest of the pots, basically. So, I don't know if that made that sound any better or made that any less confusing, but that's just what that's that, that's what they're giving me, ladies and gentlemen. Hey, this is the podcast. Hey. All right. So, which teams advance to the knockout rounds? The eight teams that win, they'll go on. Yeah, everybody, you kind of assume that, whatever. Uh, any other things that people needed to know? If you got bread like that, you can go purchase them at NBAevents.com. And uh, how can you watch it? In season, televised nationally, scheduled a group play. It will be announced in August. Why are the two? Oh, that is interesting. This is the last question. Why are the two games labeled as to be determined on each team's 2023-24 regular season schedule? Every team will play two regular season games, including the in-season tournament, quarterfinals, and semifinals for qualifying teams during the week of December 4th. The 22 teams that do not qualify for the knockout rounds will play two regular season games during the tournament off nights that week. The four teams that lose in the quarterfinals will play a regular season game. So, boom. There it is, ladies and gentlemen. The NBA in-season tournament. Let me know how you feel about this. I don't know, man. I, it's kind of confusing, but it's new. You know what I'm saying? Anything new is going to be kind of kind kind of, of wonky at start. So let me know how you feel about that. I'm very interested to see uh, how that goes. But also with another change that I have to mention about the NBA, the NBA finally, finally, after years of bitching from everybody, has implemented a anti-flop penalty, an uh, in-game anti-flop penalty. So, let's talk about that. On July 4th, the NBA announced that a flopping penalty would be in effect on a provisional basis for all summer league games. This is where they're testing it out. The league then shared the updated, updated explanation of the rule on July 5th. 
if an official determines that a player has flopped, and for the people that don't understand basketball, flopping is basically when you act as if you got hit or act as if you got hurt or just act, you kind of embellish on what happened during the game just to make it look like it was something malicious so your team can get some free points and that the person that actually hit you could be, uh, could get an extra foul or in some cases even ejected. So it's all about basically acting instead of playing the game and selling that something happened to you in order to get an advantage in the game, which isn't objective. It's basically something that you can do in order to make force the refs to call something, right? Um, so if an official determines that a player has flopped, the opposing team will be awarded one free throw. The player who has flopped will be assessed a non-unsportsmanlike technical foul. It will be it will not count as a personal foul or lead to an injection. Oh. So it's not a foul. It's it's just something. It's just like a it's just like a, a um a three second violation. For those that don't know, a three second violation is when like someone is caught in the painted area for longer than three seconds dormant with no player, no defender, and nobody else around them. They're just standing in in the paint. Um so that does, I don't believe that foul goes against that person. I think it's just a technical foul. Don't quote me on that. This is a podcast, but I think it's just a technical foul. Technical foul meaning that the other um other uh team gets a free throw. An official does not have to stop a live play in order to call a flopping violation. Great, great, great. The official can wait until the next neutral opportunity to make the call. So they basically can review it. After they didn't flop, that they think that person flopped, they would probably speak together and didn't flop. Then say he flopped, then shoot the tech, whatever. So uh, this is great. I actually like this because um, basically, if they think you flopped, you gonna hurt your team. Basically, you kind of have to play straight up and down basketball. Now everybody flops. I don't care what nobody says. Everybody flops. Anybody. I know a lot of times they really want to give LeBron that. I don't agree. I just feel like everybody flops. Well, basically, if you're a casual, you're giving that to LeBron. But if you watch basketball for a long time, a lot of people have embellished certain. I mean, Reggie Miller was king flop. Um, maybe not in the theatrical way they do it now, but I definitely seen times where Reggie Miller would provoke and even act like he got he got headbutted by John Starks. They act like he died because he knew it was gonna be something. You know what I mean? And Jags ended up getting Starks kicked out of the game. So, yeah, I mean, everybody flops, man, but. And I'm actually happy that this is happening because I just didn't think the violations did much. These people are making hundreds of millions of dollars. The violations just didn't do anything. So the previous violations was that first, if you flop, they give you a warning. The second violation is $5,000. Third violation, ten, And it goes up in increments of 5000 until it gets to 30000 At 30000 then it's an increased fine and a suspension. So you can get suspended if you flop after six flops so i'm gonna give you a concrete definition of flop uh this is nba's definition i gave you my real nigga definition but this is the nba definition right here a flop is an attempt to either fool referees into calling undeserved fouls or fool fans into thinking the referees missed a foul call by exaggerating the effect of contact with an opposing player the main factor in determining whether a player committed a flop is whether his physical reaction to contact with another player is inconsistent with what would have been expected given the force or direction of the contact. 
For example, a player would be considered to commit a flop if he fell, falls to the floor following minimal contact or lunges in a direct, different direction from the direction of the contact. So, I don't really like the definition. I don't like their definition of it because are you going to take in consideration how big that person is? Are you going to take in consideration, you know, just gravity and inertia when it comes to stuff like that? And I know I'm the gray area. I know I'm speaking of like a gray area. And that it's easier said than done. But I just really hope that they are consistent with these calls with the flop. I hope they're not just going to target people that's been flopping for years just to get some get back. Because that's, I ain't going to lie, I'm petty. It's probably what I would do. Uh, a couple more things before we get into the break. Like I said, there's a lot of stuff happening in sports news. I don't think I mentioned this last time. We were, uh, I, I spoke to my peeps. But... Uh, ESPN been firing motherfuckers like it's a temp job. ESPN been getting people out of there. They're trying to meet some type of financial target for the rest of 2023 and beyond 2023. So because of that, they cut 20 on their personalities. Some of the cuts included people like Jalen Rose, Jeff Van Gundy, uh, Susie Colbert, Steve Young, Max Kellerman. I mean, they just went through it. And it's crazy to consider that, man. I mean, that was very sad. When I saw that, it kind of messed me up. Um, man. Yeah, it kind of yeah, it messed me up when I found that out. Cause these, I love seeing um some of the personalities that they cut. Swag Goo got cut. I mean, a lot of ESPN personalities got cut out of nowhere, and I think that's just sad, man. I just want to take that to say it just goes to show you, like when you're a part of business. Once once the business feels like you're expendable, you will be expended. Trust me. Trust me. I hate the fact that we live in a place, well, maybe I only hate it because I haven't benefited from it yet. But I just kind of think it's unfortunate that we in the place to where stuff like this happens and we just say, man, it's business. You know what I mean? And you can't really say nothing about it because it is business. And it's just messed up because I know that none of these people saw this coming. Uh, Jeff Van Gundy talking about he want to coach again. Um, Je- I don't know what Jalen Rose is doing. Yeah, I haven't really looked and see how he's reacted to everything. But I think he's still active on social media and things like that. Um, I really hope if they find a new network. I think Fox Sports 1 is doing stuff. Go down there, man. Go. I mean, I really hope that it isn't the end for a lot of them. And if they're and if by, and by the way, if... That don't work out for you and shit. Uh, you can also always make a podcast or even bet. Come on another person's podcast. I wish. I really wish that I knew a podcast that they can go on if they just wanted to talk about what they were feeling. Life is Blue Variety Show. Oh, yeah. I think I think that'd be a good. I think that'd be a good. Uh, a good. A good thing. But, yeah, man, that was sad, man. That shit was sad as hell. I was like, man. And Stephen A even alluded to the fact that he can get cut himself. So I was like, shit, did they cut Stephen A? It might be a wrap for a lot of them. It may be over for him. It may be over for him. If that's happening, it really may be it. But, man, prayers to those people. And I hope that y'all find something else because I'm going to miss seeing y'all on TV. And I bet many sports fans will miss that as well. And one more quick thing. I know this is going to be a real long break. I'm sorry. I want to get all the sports stuff out of the way because when we get back, we talking about some crazy shit out here. Um, 
The big niggas is fighting. The big boys. The 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 big Jones. The the huge ones. They fighting. What do I, what am I talking about? Tyson Fury has agreed to a boxing match with Francis Ngannou, former UFC heavyweight champion. The fight is supposed to go down on October 28th in Riyadh, Saudi Arabia. The fight is going to include three ringside judges and use a 10-point system. Boxing, basically. It's a boxing match. We don't know how many rounds it's going to be. Or whether it's going to be titles on the line or anybody record is going to do anything. Or it's just, to me, it just looks like it's a fight. Fury said he can't wait to get out there and fight. And he said he wanna, uh, he's going to prove, and I quote, that he is the greatest fighter of this generation in an epic batter, battle with another master of the craft. Uh, and Gano said that my dream was always to box and to box the best person. And um, he feel like this is an opportunity to make his dream come through. Um, WBC President Mauricio Suleiman said that Fury received special permission to fight Ngannou as there is no official challenger for him. Suleiman said Fury tried to close fights against Andy Ruiz, Anthony Joshua, and Alexander Uzik, but no agreement was reached. So he said, fuck it, let's go fight Ngannou. Um, yeah, man. So they've been talking about doing this for a minute. Uh... Yeah, this is crazy. Fury is 33-0 uh, with one no contest, 24 knockouts. Ngannou is 23-3. Um, man. So, this is crazy. This is crazy. Uh, Ngannou also, let me just say that uh, I have to mention, like, why, how is Ngannou doing this? Because he didn't sign the contract extension with UFC, so he's basically a free agent, and they parted ways and all that, so he don't really got nothing going on, and I think he just signed with PFL, if I'm not mistaken. Don't quote me on that. This is the podcast. And um, Ngannou also just recently had surgery not too long ago, too. Um, Yeah, man, this is crazy. The big motherfuckers is fighting. I can't wait to see how this shit gonna go, because you know... It's going to be a little bit of bragging rights because I ain't going to, not really bragging rights because I ain't going to lie. The last couple times UFC fighters tried to get their ass in the boxing ring, that shit didn't go well. <laughs> so maybe he can turn the tide in their favor because Ngannou is a fucking, that man is huge. That's a big motherfucker right there. I'm just saying. Man, that nigga is huge. <laughs> I'm just saying. Pause. Whatever I need. Whatever. I'm just saying. Not like that. That man is big. So, um, yeah, man, it's gonna be an event to see. It's going to be an event to see. I'm gonna be tuned in, and uh, I definitely want to see the ramification after this. I don't know what the hell Tyson Fury is really doing. I don't know if he's retired or not. Uh, he say he's trying to. He was trying to fight those folks. It ain't happening. I don't really want to hear that because if damn Errol Spence and Terrence Crawford getting in the ring, I don't want to hear no excuse from nobody. Cause I can't wait for that fight. I might, we may have to do a live fight event. I don't know, man. I might have to, I might have to turn on the turn on the podcast for the fight. Cause hey, man, let me know if y'all if y'all if y'all rock with that. Let me know what y'all think about that a live fight podcast. Cause man, that's gonna be the one of the century right there. 
Let me know. Let me know where you find this video at. Let me know something. But we're going to go ahead and take the first break of the show. When we get back, we're going to talk about Kiki Palmer. And we're going to talk about the coco that they found in the White House. Y'all keep it locked because y'all are tuning to the Life is Blue Variety Show. All right, man. Salute to Eternal Events Coordinating. If you're looking to make your special moments truly unforgettable, look no further than eternal events. From the tender exchange of vows to the joyous celebration of a new life and everything in between, eternal events can help you celebrate and cherish all of life's milestones. Whether you're planning an intimate anniversary dinner or dreaming of a grand fairy tale wedding, eternal events is your lifelong partner in creating magical experiences from start to to finish. They specialize in curating unforgettable moments that will be etched in your heart forever. I know the owner very well and she has a passion for perfection and a knack for detail. She will ensure that every aspect of your event is flawlessly executed. Get your events planned by Eternal Events, man. I know you're sick of getting Little Caesars and ice cream and calling it a day. Level yourself up. Make sure you tell them Chris sent you. Go to Eternal Events for all your event needs. Be sure to follow them on Instagram at Eternal Events Coordinating and on Facebook at Eternal Events. And if you have any inquiries, you can email them at EternalEventsCoordinating at gmail.com or visit their website in their bio. Welcome to Life is Blue. We are the leading podcast that provides the most up-to-date news, entertainment, and stories. Our podcast offers something for everyone, which makes us the perfect choice for advertisers. Advertisers will gain access to our large network of listeners and potential customers. We give you the opportunity to target your desired audience and make sure your product or service gets the attention it deserves. Our competitive rates makes us the perfect choice for businesses looking to reach a wide audience. Plus, you'll get access to our dedicated support team who are available seven days a week to help you get the best results from your advertising campaigns. Don't miss out on this amazing opportunity to reach new customers and promote your business. Contact us today for more information about your advertising packages. Thank you for considering Life is Blue for your advertising needs. Life is Blue Variety Show. And we're back, ladies and gentlemen. You're tuning into the Life is Blue Variety Show, and I'm your host, Chris Blue. And what am I about to do is definitely warranted for this next topic. I'm in love with the coco. I'm in love with the coco. Yep. We don't know if they did. Yep, ladies and gentlemen. The coco was found in the White House. And don't nobody know shit. Everybody act like the cocaine would just, just put his damn self there. They can't, hey, hey. And now they covering ass for it. The sources maintain that the area is highly trafficked. This is a new, this is coming from NBC News. In keeping the, with the White House press secretary's characterization on Wednesday. The cocaine was apparently found in the White House, in the White House, the cocaine found in the White House was in a different location than previously reported on. Multiple officials involved in the White House cocaine inquiries now says the bag of powder was found in a cubby near the White House West entrance, executive entrance, not the former West Wing lobby, as previously reported. My thing is, how bad did you need that hit of cocaine? So when you was like, fuck, shit, at the White House, and then... Whomever cocaine it was didn't think it through enough 
to the point where you just do the white. You got to co- man. You better off flushing that shit. You better find your way to the White House bathroom. You already in the bitch with it. Come on, man. Like I just felt like that was wild. That's wild. That's they whoever did that is a wild boy or girl. But you can't tell me this is the first time it was cocaine in the White House because everybody just chill about this. It would have been. It should have been an uproar. This was the same place that said, "Man, what? If you be on some drugs, we are gonna throw your motherfucking ass in jail." Now, not to mention the fact that they had different mandatory minimums for cocaine rather than crack. So if you had one gram of cocaine, you would probably get a lesser sentence than a gram of crack. But that's neither here nor there. They tried to convince us that it is a war on drugs. And yet, cocaine is just leisurely find its way in the motherfucking White House. Let's keep reading. Forensic work on the cocaine bag are setting low expectations that they'll be able to identify who left the cocaine. Apparently, the cocaine was on a bunch of people's hands. Whoever had the bag of cocaine wiped it clean. I know, bullshit. Uh, press secretary, Corinne Jean, Corinne Jean Pierre, Jean Pierre, I feel like that's Jean Pierre, Corinne Jean Pierre, declined to answer when she was asked at the Wednesday's briefing which of the two West Wing entrances was involved, saying she would let the Secret Service address that. That's crazy. And they on their ass to try and make sure you know that this area is highly trafficked. It couldn't have been a real government official that had the cocaine. Oh! Whoa, I be damn, I be damn. That's exactly what they're trying to make it seem like. Come on, man. We know motherfuckers in government positions and everybody do cocaine. That's why they want everybody else not to do it. So they can have more, nigga. That's what this is about. You can't, you can't not profit off drugs in a motherfucking America. What? They just mad if your ass profit off drugs. Think about it. There are people still locked up in jail on weed deficiency while we can know for a fact that you can go to another state and buy and sell weed. But there's still people locked up for weed. Ain't that a bitch? Man, when I was in Vegas around in that damn marijuana shop, I just knew somebody was going to come out. Yeah, get your ass in the car. Get your ass on in the car. I don't want to hear it. You know, come on. You thought you were slick, Nick? Come on. Get in the damn car. I just knew it was going down. It didn't. But that's crazy. Officers found the cocaine during a routine patrol. Someone said, hey, you guys, some cocaine over here. They tested the substance at the cocaine for cocaine at the lab on Wednesday. I'm pretty sure they didn't need to do that. I'm pretty sure they could have asked the nearest official. Hey, man, what's that? He could have said, yeah, that's that shit. That's that shit right there, boy. That's that cane right there, bullshit. That's that shit. Where, where you get it from? Where you get it from? President Biden and his family were at the presidential retreat. Yeah, of course they're trying to they get it. ain't Biden cocaine. It's not damn sure ain't Biden cocaine. President Biden and his family were at the presidential retreat at Camp David, Maryland, not the White House, when officers discovered the cocaine. So maybe he took the rest of it with him. It would explain why he'd be falling over, tripping, and acting like he don't know where the fuck he's at. I mean, hey, that would explain a lot. If he was high, could understand that. And let me just say, motherfuckers really killed that man Marion Barry when they found out that he was doing a little crack on the side. And he was a great politician. Killed his ass. But ain't nobody got nothing to say about cocaine in the house. Ain't nobody got nothing to say. 
Senator Tom, Car- uh, Senator Tom Cotton, a Republican from Arkansas, sent their letter Wednesday asking the Secret Service Director Kimberly Cheadle for more information about the investigation. And Secret Service officials say they have received a letter and will respond. Yep. Kane in the White House. They had the white girl at the White House. That shit is crazy. Well, they better stop acting. We already know this ain't the first time. Come on, man. This is the first time that we're going to act, oh, cocaine in the White House. I bet you. I bet you somebody snort, snorted a line off one of those portraits in the White House before they hung it. I'm guaranteed. Guaranteed. But that's neither here or there. And we're getting to, we're finally here to the last topic of today's show. I'm sorry. And before we get into that topic, if you haven't already, go ahead and follow the podcast wherever you're on. If you're on Apple Music, I mean, I said Apple Music. If you're on Apple Podcast, hit the little plus, add us in so you can see you'll be notified every single time we upload something. You send a little, you get Instagram notifications, you get stupid ass food notifications from Sonic or whatever the hell else. You can get a notification that Life is Blue just dropped some fire out here, man. So go ahead and do that on any podcasting app. If you're on Spotify, it's easy. Hit the follow. If you're, if you're listening, wherever you're listening at, show love where you're at. I will find the love. Trust me. I will find the love. All right. So here's the thing that's been on the majority of my feed for the last few days. And this is going to be a very touchy subject for me because, you know, uh, you know, Kiki Palmer and I go way back. Go way back. You know what I mean? But if you didn't know, a video of Kiki Palmer... At Usher's, of I don't want at Usher's residency in Vegas has gone viral. Now I do want to. I it would be remiss if I didn't say that I actually went to see this. I actually actually you know what I'm saying had the chance to go to Usher's show, and it was the shit. Let me just say that it was the shit. So I just want to say that off the gate. Shut up, ESPN. You see how ESPN just always trying to cut in and just ruin stuff. You see that. You see how they just do? Damn. Come on, man. Anyway, during his Las Vegas residency, Kiki Palmer pulled up to a show. I'm pretty sure with her girlfriends and had a little had a little 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 time at Usher's party. Shit got real, and basically uh Usher was doing a part of the show where he picked somebody famous in the crowd and serenades them. And, you know, Kiki didn't back down to the serenade and actually got a little groove on, you know what I'm saying? She had the little, she had a, what they're saying is a sheer long sleeve polka dot dress with a bodysuit underneath. She had the booty out, had all that, you know what I'm saying? She was, she was, she was doing a lot, you know what I'm saying? I ain't gonna say she was doing a lot, but her outfit is what they was called in the industry from what I've seen, risque. I feel like risque is a fucking weird word, but they call it risque. Um, so yeah. She had her risque dress on, and and uh, well, yeah, man, and uh, basically, I actually seen a screenshot. Of Usher looked like he was staring at her cheeks from the angle. It could have been staring at anything else, but from the angle, it looked like that is what was going on. But yeah, man. After that, Usher's boyfriend slash father of her child, Darius Jackson, said. I believe on Twitter or something said on social media. It's the outfit though. You're a mom. Real saucy, real sassy, real, real sassy response. Now I ain't gonna lie. I ain't gonna lie. Real, real beige of a response. Now I ain't gonna lie. It was a very light skinned 
very light skinned uh, reaction. You can just hear it's the outfit though. You're a mom. It's almost like ugh, it's the dress for me. Not trying to insinuate anything. I'm just saying that's a very sassy response. Um, and uh, yeah, that sent Black Twitter into a hailstorm because you know they don't play about Kiki Palmer. They were going off on his ass. There are people pulling up pictures of this man in his drawers. They are pulling up pictures of that he posted up Kiki clapping her cheeks. It was a lot. Not clapping her cheeks as in having sex, but Kiki was literally clapping her cheeks because she's got, I guess, some baby mother weight or mom weight. I don't know the correct term to say about that. Saying mom weight. Um, I'm, I'm just going to say mom weight. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, that that happened. Since then, they've taken pictures down of each other on on social media. Because if you know when social media gets a hold of it, that's a fight. And they'll even go as far as to see if they still follow each other and shit like that. So that's just what it is. Uh, Yeah, man. So, that's what happened. Now, here's the main, main take. This is the mastermind take on this. First and foremost. You... Cannot put expectations on people's reactions. People are people. So I, I don't think it's right that we shitted on this man so hard after he said what he said because the expectation, right? Also, it is within his complete right to say something bothered him. Should he said it in a sassy of a way? No. Should he have said that shit on social media? Hell no. This is something I've said before. The reason I believe that he said this on social media is because he felt publicly embarrassed by Kiki. So he decided he was going to publicly publicly embarrass her by letting off his sassy tweet or post or whatever it was at. That was stupid and messed up. But what isn't stupid is messed up is having a reaction to something. What he should have done, in my opinion, of course, I'm not a, I'm not a, hey man, I am the mastermind, but hey, I'm not always right. He should have publicly supported her. Yeah, look at my wife having fun out there. Usher and shit, yeah. And then when they get behind closed doors, then you address, baby, what you did kind of made me feel a little insecure. Because that's what it is. A little insecure about what happened. I don't really, I don't know, man. I just kind of feel like that's not what you're supposed to be doing. I kind of felt the way. And you have that conversation with the mother of your children behind closed doors and not in front of social media. That's what I would do. Now, I also want to put in the third perspective because I heard this and it would make sense. The third perspective is pretty simple, actually. The third perspective is all of this shit is fake. This was plotted and planned excellently. To get her some promo, get him some promo, and to get Usher some more promo for his residency. It could be that they are using the world as a stage and conducting it as such. If so, motherfuckers like me are doing the job that we need to do and talking about it and giving them the burn that they need to. So if that is the case, well, the fuck done. You got us. You got us. But if that isn't the case... You shouldn't address none of this shit on social media. 
It is okay and perfectly in his right to feel a certain way. But the moment you go to social media, you are asking for gasoline to be thrown on shit. Literally, if you don't want it on social media, don't put it there. But that's the thing. He wanted it on social media, I'm believing. Because again, again, he probably wanted him her to feel as embarrassed as he probably did. But at the same time, ladies and gentlemen, I wouldn't be Chris Blue if I didn't say this. You have to know how to date. And I'm sorry, I'm not meaning this in any shape or form negative. When I say this, I'm meaning it as positive as I can. I just don't know. I know another way to say it, but it won't give the, the effect that I want. You have to know how to date a bad bitch. You have to know. You, I'm not saying this is what he is, but I saw a lot of insecurity creep out from both sides, from male and female, on Instagram and Twitter and threads, follow me on threads, and a lot of stuff behind this topic. And I think let's just have this conversation. Men, talking to the man, if you dated this woman, Knowing that she was a bad bitch before y'all ever dated, you can't then expect her to not be a bad bitch again. Like you, you gotta understand that that's who she is. That's how she's going to dress. This is what it is. And in this particular situation, Kiki got a brand new body. Of course, she wants. She's feeling proud of herself for a long time. She said she didn't think she was gonna get there, and now she's there. So, of course, she want to take that motherfucker out on the spin. Yeah, yeah. That don't mean she fucking off on you, my boy. She just trying to have fun ball out. So, you can't, you can't, you can't be mad at a bad bitch for dressing like a bad bitch. Bad bitch, and I mean saying bad bitch in the nicest way I can. But, women, let me talk to y'all, because y'all not innocent either. You cannot not hear this man because that's the issue the issue is nobody want to say it the issue is that he felt a little insecure who the fuck wouldn't usher the person who said don't leave your girl around me true player for real found your girl that you left around her <laughs> i'm just saying who the hell else wouldn't feel a little insecure about that but it's a lot of times we as people don't like to say feeling a little insecure about that shit because you know what that does based on society standpoint it makes us look like a bitch that bitch is in the negative context. It makes us look like a bitch to say that we're insecure. Just to most. I wouldn't even say the most. To the vast majority. If you are a man, say, that kind of makes me feel a little insecure. Everybody's going to say, bitch, you're a bitch. You're not exuding confidence. You're a bitch. The actual reality is men feel insecure about shit all the time. And ladies, you cannot, cannot fault that man for at least saying in the most sassiest, light-skinned way possible, that I'm in, I, this made me feel insecure. Your dress made me feel insecure. The way you were interacting with Buddy made me feel insecure. He said it's the dress, so I'm guessing the dress, how she dressed, he didn't think that was mom appropriate. Let me go back on the men's side. First off, man, she's a new mom, so she was still a bad bitch. She was a bad bitch that just had a baby. Bad bitch being in a good way, so let me just say that. Now back on the women. Women, women. You can't fault that man for at least saying something. Should he have took that shit to social media? Hell no. Should he have said something? Yes. 
Because at the end of the day, that's that baby daddy. And she's the baby's mother, as she said. Mother. You feel me? I just feel like this could have been handled a better way. And if it's option three, well done, because we're all talking about y'all. But yeah, man. It's hard to be feel it's hard to let your insecurity show. It's hard to say some shit bothers you. Because in the place we're at now, you're a bitch. If you do that and a man, well, you can do that as a man, but if it goes past a certain level to the majority of people, you, it's a thin line between, oh, he's showing his feelings and oh, he's a bitch. It's a it's a thin line. It's a thin line. And we can act like it ain't. And to some it might not be. But to the majority, it's a thin line. That is, this is an example of what you shouldn't the fuck do. You shouldn't sublim side subliminal whatever the hell sassy tweets about your significant other. You should say to them, "This shit bothered me. I would rather this don't happen again." And y'all talk it out because that's what the fuck this is all about: effective communication. Which makes and because these people are grown. I want to believe that they know that, which which, which, why option three does not surprise me. However, if this isn't the reason, let's take it as a learning lesson. Communicate directly. Once you start doing shit indirectly, shit gets blown out of proportion and somebody's posting a picture of you and your drawers on Twitter. Hey, man, all of this shit can be avoided. That's all I'm saying. Prayers to both of them. I hope it all works out. But we're going to go ahead and take our final break of the day. And we're going to go ahead, get y'all into the mind for a moment, and then get the fuck up out of here. Because, and I just spoke to, to my LB last week, he said, ain't nobody going to forget. But for the slim chance, the slim chance that you may not know what you are listening to, 48 so minutes into the program, you are listening to Life is Blue Variety Show. Read a book. Knowledge is power. Hey, when was the last time you read? No, not a tweet or a thread. Follow me on threads. A book. For most, it's probably the last time you were in school. Here's the reality, ladies and gents. Anything you want to know is out there. I believe that most people overlook this fact. All books are is the knowledge of someone that did it already. Me personally, I don't read a lot of fiction. Fiction books are great, but me personally, I love nonfiction slash self-help books simply because I need the knowledge. Most, if not all, notable figures have some type of manuscript. That's the easiest way to figure out how to accomplish your goals. Read the book of the person who's done it already. This is a cheat code. Literally, reading a book on what has happened already is like pressing R1 R2 L1 R2 left down right up left down right up on GTA San Andreas literally whatever you want will be at your disposal all the knowledge you can ever ask for knowledge is the key to success knowledge is power power that nobody can take away from you unless they kill you but if you're knowledgeable you probably wouldn't do anything or deal with someone who will kill you for learning if you can help it. When we know better, we do better. And it all starts by cracking the cover of a book. And eventually, you'll crack the code of life too. That is this week's mindful moment. Alright man, salute to Eternal Events Coordinating. If you're looking to make your special moments truly unforgettable, look no further than Eternal Events. From the tender exchange of vows to the joyous celebration of a new life and everything in between. 
Eternal events can help you celebrate and cherish all of life's milestones. Whether you're planning an intimate anniversary dinner or dreaming of a grand fairy tale wedding, Eternal Events is your lifelong partner in creating magical experiences from start to finish. They specialize in curating unforgettable moments that will be etched in your heart forever. I know the owner very well and she has a passion for perfection and a knack for detail. She will ensure that every aspect of your event is flawlessly executed. Get your events planned by Eternal Events, man. I know you're sick of getting Little Caesars and ice cream and calling it a day. Level yourself up. Make sure you tell them Chris sent you. Go to Eternal Events for all your event needs. Be sure to follow them on Instagram at Eternal Events Coordinating and on Facebook at Eternal Events. And if you have any inquiries, you can email them at EternalEventsCoordinating at gmail.com or visit their website in their bio. Welcome to Life is Blue. We are the leading podcast that provides the most up-to-date news, entertainment, and stories. Our podcast offers something for everyone, which makes us the perfect choice for advertisers. Advertisers will gain access to our large network of listeners and potential customers. We give you the opportunity to target your desired audience and make sure your product or service gets the attention it deserves. Our competitive rates makes us the perfect choice for businesses looking to reach a wide audience. Plus, you'll get access to our dedicated support team who are available seven days a week to help you get the best results from your advertising campaigns. Don't miss out on this amazing opportunity to reach new customers and promote your business. Contact us today for more information about your advertising packages. Thank you for considering Life is Blue for your advertising needs. Life is Blue Variety Show. Ladies and gentlemen, we're back. I hope, I hope that you liked the mindful moment of this week. I feel like that one is from the heart. If you know me, you know that I'm an avid book collector. I have books always around me. I always got to have the knowledge. My Kindle is full. In fact, actually, when I was in elementary school, I won the award for reading up to 300 books in one school year. Um, it actually was 299, and I was kind of mad because they never told me to read another book after that, so I could have cracked the code, but hey. Nobody told me, but hey, that's neither here nor there. What is here or there is the end of the show. And it is the worst part of the show because I'm going to have to wait to see y'all next week. But if you want to know what's going on with your boy and with the podcast, make sure you follow us on Instagram at Life is Blue Pod. Make sure you follow us on Facebook at Life is Blue. Make sure you follow yours truly on Instagram at I am CJ Blue. Make sure you follow me on threads too at I am CJ Blue. And make sure you follow your boy on Facebook, Chris Blue Comedy. And make sure you follow your boy on TikTok, IMCJ Blue. We did it again, ladies and gentlemen. We did it again. Another, another amazing episode of Life is Blue. But it is time for that time. Until next time, ladies and gentlemen. Make sure you wash your ass. Make sure you share this podcast with someone you think will benefit from it. A lot of people will. Eat right. Drink right. Follow me on all those stuff. Follow the podcast. And until next time, ladies and gentlemen.